our first song, uh, Fast Up, for you here on SAFM 104-107. What did you just hear? Well, Ami Faku and Black Diamond with Imali. So now it's your turn. Start sending in your choice songs and we crack in to the Sunday edition of the JSB. The Johannesburg Children's Home was started in 1892. It's over 100 years old and it provides much-needed care for vulnerable orphaned children in Johannesburg. It's based in observatory, and it's grown into a professional care centre with a variety of additions. There's the ECD, or Early Childhood Centre, called Funda in Rotando, which provides early childhood education to, to young kids um, between the ages uh, of well, between the ages of two and five years old, and there's much, much more that it offers as well. On the 1st of April, nope, this is not a joke, it's going to run and host its biannual Autumn Book and Food Fair. So to give us some more information on that, Annette Brokenshaw is the MD of the Johannesburg Children's Home. Annette, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Michelle. Good morning, and good morning to the listeners. The children's home, as uh, I noted, has been going for over a hundred years, and it has obviously, over that time, shifted and changed. You've implemented a variety of projects, including the Invelo experience. Tell us a little bit about that one. Yes, thanks, Michelle. And um, the Invelo experience um, is a, a social enterprise project that we set up to generate income for the home using the assets at the home. When the property that the home is built on was donated um, in the 70s and is quite expensive um, and we just realized that one can't always hold out um, the proverbial begging bowl as charities have to do in South Africa and so we decided to sweat these assets and to see if we can generate income from the property itself. So the Invelo experience um, is something to come and experience on the 1st of April um, the one thing is that you can book a picnic and come and join us and sit under the trees. There's some lovely corners where um, there's lovely privacy, beautiful setting, um, and we just invite people to come and relax with us um, as we try and generate funds. We also offer catering from the home to um, businesses, to training facilities. We bottle our own products. We have beautiful food gardens. Obviously, for the children, but we plant extra so that we can sell to the public and generate an income like that. And so, so yeah, sorry, Michelle. No, 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 go for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm so passionate about this. I can talk um, for hours without, <laughs> without giving you a word in each way. No, that's um, amazing. Annette, I just how many young children um, and uh, and teenagers are you actually dealing with? at the children's home currently? Um, right now we have 58 children. We've got capacity for 64, so there are a couple of children that are about to join us. Yeah. Um, the children range in age from 3 to 18, and then we have a handful of children that are still finishing their tertiary education and are still staying with us, so they're just over 18. Okay, and so and how does that work? So if they come to you at a very young age, Where what then happens? Um, yeah, so all sorts of things can happen. Um, typically, um, a member of the community would notice that something is not okay in, in the community with the child. They would report that 
to the Lifeless Child Line or Child Welfare or the, the city of uh, the, the state services, um, and we would then be contacted by social workers who go and investigate those cases. It's a professional process. They assess whether the children are safe, whether they need to be taken into care. The top priority is always to find a place for a child within their family. So the social yeah. workers would do that investigation. Um, if the child is found to be in need of alternative care, they would contact us and see if we have a space for for a child of that particular age and gender, um, and then arrangements would be made with um, the courts. So the child is placed on an official court order with us. It's a professional process, um, and it's not just anyone can come off the street, you know. Annette, I mean, I suppose one of the questions that, that I'd be interested in is, are you able to measure or monitor and, and, and follow the lives of children who have gone through the children's home? Do they ever come back? Do you have, an, and I'll put this in inverted commas, an alumni of, uh, of, of people who have been through, through the, the home? Yeah, the, the actual tracking of children is a, it's a complex, you know, mm. long-term um, matter that you have to sort of set up a longitudinal study and all of that. But we have a youth leading care program that we run for young people who have left the home. And um, we stay in touch very actively for the first six months after children leave care. So research internationally has shown that and the closer co- the contact you have in that first six months, the better the chance of success for that child. Obviously, like any child that leaves home, they're most vulnerable in those early days where they need guidance and help and support. And so we follow up very, very actively in those first six months, help them find their feet. And then, you know, once a a child at the home, always a child at the home. So we have formal five-year reunions. Um, We have a Facebook group with the children that have left care and some of our children are now much older than me <laughs> and, yeah. and come back for visits um, every five years for a reunion that we set up as a private event so that people can let their hair down, come and chat, tell their stories and it's like a huge big family reunion. It's a beautiful, beautiful event. Annette, we need to go to a break. Let's um, When we come back from the break, we'll just... Uh return once more to the event on the 1st of April. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. Michelle Constant on SAFM. We're closing off on a conversation with Annette Brokenshaw. She's the MD at the Johannesburg Children's Home. A big event taking place on April the 1st. It's the biannual Autumn Book and Food Fair on the day. Annette, uh, if people want to participate, if they want to get involved... What do they do to do so, and how do they support you? Um, so the, the most important thing is to come on the day. Um, we're going to open uh, the event at about 10 o'clock and then yeah. run for the morning. We've got lots of artisanal stalls. People, vendors are, are booking. If there are extra vendors that are listening that are available on the day, please contact us. And book a picnic, preferably up front, so that we can prepare for you. I'll give out the telephone number just now for that. Um, and then the the books, they are the most beautiful books. All of the books are um, pre-loved, 
but we have had spectacularly generous donations from the public, which we sorted beautifully. And um, there's a section where it's where the general books, and then we have a whole book room that is um, categorised and um, documented by a group of very, very dedicated volunteers who help us to do this. So that it's a really nice shopping experience. And then we'll also have some pre-loved clothing and fun entertainment for the children. So it's a family event um, and really in a beautiful setting. So we just encourage people to come and visit us. So from 10 o'clock, what is the details? Who do they contact? So you can phone us on 011-648-1120 and speak to Sandra if you want to book um, a vendor store. Um, if you want to book a picnic, the receptionist will help you. Um, and then to just arrive on the day, our details are all on our website. Um, it's www.jch.org.za and JCH is short for Chinese for Children's Homes. So it's quite easy to remember. Annette, thank you so much for joining us. Annette Brokenshaw is the MD for the Johannesburg Children's Home. And uh, if you would like to phone and find out more about the event on the 1st of April, you can go to 011-648-1120, 011-648-1120.